I, I tried that and uh, it still didn't work and I tried it again but you know I still keep getting the same error thing and uh, it's really not Do people ever you. tell you you sound boring on the phone? <laughs> Can you like shut up and tell me how to get this computer to show porn? What? You've got to be kidding me. Where's your supervisor? From beautiful upstate New York, this is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. Yeah, yeah, you're all man here. Yes, and welcome to episode 18, uh, Nemesis, I believe. Star Trek Nemesis, yeah. Yeah, uh, what's with the bizarre uh, yawing? Are you trying to tell us something? I am in Europe. It is... I already know what the future is. I know who won the election. Oh, very good. Are, are you a wild and crazy guy, or is that something else? I am else? wild and crazy guy in Europe. It is one. It is one fourteen a.m. Very <laughs> good. At. This is the dedication that yes. Bruce has to the podcast. Yes. To, to keep our schedule, he will be on at one a.m. <laughs> but we're not alone. No, we're not. We also have. Timmer! Our only, our only returning guest is now returned again. Tim. I think he's like our special guest star, you know, on a show where they have the reoccurring special guest star. Tim is like our reoccurring special guest star. I have no problem with that at all. Hello, I have once again smashed the Slam Tilt podcast record for most reoccurring guest yes. visits. Yes, and, and you will continue to smash it with each appearance. Yes, you will. Very good. Uh, next week, we have our special guest has been confirmed. Oh, oh, our special guest has been confirmed. Excellent. It has been confirmed. You've been so building him is... up a lot, man, so this better this better be Gary Stern. Uh, no? Uh, no. Okay. No. I'd like to start the show off with a, an immediate corrections. Corrections? That means multiple. Yes, as our listeners have um, been informing us how stupid we are, which we knew already. No, we're not stupid. It's the stupid... Our, our reading comprehension is poor. Wait, no, if you read it correctly, I, I that did. is the way it was written. I, I did read it. I did read it again. Basically, we, we had two little things. Number one, we had the whole bitching about Stern. How can Stern be running a Kickstarter for a book? That's ridiculous. But it's not Stern that's doing the Kickstarter. It's, it's the company that wants to make the book. Yes, but they're backed by Stern. That's the problem. They're I not have. really. And, nah, well, they're backed by Stern as far as Stern, the Stern employees are doing promos for them. But the actual book, it's it's the company that is is doing the Kickstarter, not Stern. That's that's the first correction. And the second correction was the whole uh, 100 new extra LEs that we were complaining about. How can Stern do this? Have 100 more LEs? They were talking about books. Which is asinine also. A hundred more limited edition books. But as people who also came to us and told us about it, also said it was stupid. So you can see where the fun is. It might be stupid, but we have poor reading comprehension. And we must correct ourselves because perfection is is necessary. I don't know about that. Maybe not. Yeah, we're not perfect. So let's get into the topics. News of the week first. News of the week. I have one thing. 
Okay. Actually, we have a couple things. All right. Uh, first, uh, Stern Pinball Arcade was announced for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Okay. What games does this include? ACDC, Star Trek, Mustang, and Frankenstein. Really? Frank, if they put a yeah. Sega in there? They did. Okay. What are your thoughts of that, Tim? That they're putting all these new pinball machines on Pinball Arcade? Because a lot of it's for the younger generation. That's what they're trying to go for. Well, Pinball Arcade was really cool when I first started playing to figure out how to just learn the rules on a machine. Yes. I rarely play it now, but I can Good tell point. you a couple of years ago when I started playing, it was great. And then when you kind of upgrade your skills to the level of nudging and saves and catches and stuff, you start to lose. You have to replace that with real pinball. So as a way to like learn, learn how to learn a game, I liked it. And now it's just sort of like, okay, cool. It's independent of pinball. I don't think it really replaces pinball. I think the best it does is uh, it does get some people interested in pinball. So it's cool. Totally agree. Totally agree. And I think it was the main, I think that's Stern's main idea. Get him interested and try to get him to play the real thing. That type of What do you deal. think of the titles they picked? Uh, well, ACDC, Star Trek, they're good titles. I, I don't know about Frankenstein, but. Yeah, um, I noticed with pinball arcade games, depending on how they're tuned or how they've kind of set up the feeds, they could either be extremely easy or extremely difficult. But a game like ACDC or Star Trek, uh, if it is very easy, it's a very, very deep game where, you know, playing for an hour can sort of let you explore all the things. Whereas I would play Scared Stiff for an hour, which uh, makes you want to... Yeah, you're going so far in the game, you don't want to end it because you're like, oh, this is a great score. And then when it finally ends, either due to fatigue or whatever, you still see how far down you are on the leaderboard because so many people have also done the same uh, journey. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. So they have like a, is it like just the intergalactic internet leaderboard? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's they, ridiculous. Some of the scores are ridiculous. They do split it up by platform, so PlayStation 4 and PC and Android are separate. All those leaderboards are separate. And they also do a kind of cool thing they do is like a 20-minute time limit tournament where pretty much because you can play a lot of the tables for the full 20 minutes, it becomes an efficiency challenge, which I think is good for Pinball Arcade, where high score challenge wouldn't quite work because you'd be playing for 12 hours a day Yeah, in one yeah. table. Yeah. And you got anything, uh, any other interesting news, Bruce? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, where's it going for it now? Oh, floaty lost on a technicality. Floaty lost on it. Okay, you're that the the that's gonna the nickname for the spooky mascot. Yes. What was the technicality? Supposedly, they uh, somebody voted twenty times from the same IP address. But in my mind, is why don't you just take those twenty votes away and it still would have won? I don't think they wanted floaty. Well, what won? Yeah, I don't even know. Don't even care. Oh come on! Really blew me off it. But the thing I look at it is, as Steve Ritchie said, never pick Floaty as a mascot name. Doesn't sound good at all. So, yeah, Mike didn't win. He got boned, I think. And, uh, yeah. So your 20 votes didn't didn't do it then? No, I only voted once. Uh, you got to learn how to change your IP, dude. 
That's easy. Yeah. I got a Mac address. I can do that easy. Uh, let's see what else we have here. I'm just looking at my notes. We have shows we're going to talk about. But I think other besides that, it's just news is uh, pretty pretty slight again, you know, except for the ESPN article. We can go into that right now. Okay, yes. There was uh, ESPN the magazine. And I believe it's it's just the print magazine. I haven't heard about being online anywhere. I mean, the only time I've seen it online is people scanning pictures of it in. I agree. Yeah, I think it's print only. Yeah, okay. The uh, magazine's listed as five ninety nine at Barnes and Noble. I picked it up. That's the, the only way I think you could get it now. So you've actually, oh, all right. So you've actually picked it up. So you've actually read it. Yes, I just okay. read it now. Okay, because I haven't read it. I saw like some of the pictures. I don't know, if Bruce. The poses read it. are pretty, pretty weird. I, I thought it was interesting that they. Um, they censored or basically photoshopped, whatever you want to call it, Steve Bowden's shirt because he had he had Battle of the Power, which yeah. is a Twilight Zone, and I mean it even has the gumball machine on it and the power field on it, and they removed like the P, they moved the one part of it over so you could, so it just like says Battle of the Hour. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't know if, if Battle of the Power was is too controversial or something, or maybe they 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 probably took it to mean something else, not getting the reference at all. But it's just weird how they're all stances. That just was like creepy a little bit. Well, then they, I was like, I was like, where's Keith Elwin? You know, but I guess he, I, I think he turned it down because of the whole Esquire incident. I don't know what that was. Neither do I. So actually, yeah. okay. Well, I don't know. 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, they did Esquire, Esquire magazine, did a um, piece on Keith, you know, because the, the greatest pinball player in the world. And I don't know how it was presented to Keith, but when it was actually published, the main tagline of it was, uh, to win at pinball is to lose at life. That was that was the tagline. Wow. The only reason I know this is because at a tournament once I saw Keith wearing a shirt that said that. And I inquired, like, what the hell does that mean? And I found out. So I, I guess the, the crux of the article was, you know, in order to play enough pinball to be the world champion, you basically are a loser and have no life. Yeah, that's not good. So he's been, I, I don't think he's a little shy about doing bitter? like, it, well, it's just like, you know, ESPN, we're doing a piece. Okay, what's it going to be about? What's what's the, the angle? Like, well, like, oh, no thanks. <laughs> no, so, no thanks. No. Oh, Elwin is frequently mentioned in the text portion of the article. Well, give us uh, give us a synopsis, Tim. What What is what is the basic uh, flow of the piece, if you will? Uh, the article follows the story of Robert, uh, who is the current Papa World Champion. And I couldn't quite tell if it was mixing in parts from Pinberg 2016 and 2015. Because at the end, I figured out it was they were talking expli- exclusively about t- Pinberg 2015. But I wasn't sure of his results because I didn't f- remember from this year were 2015 or 2016. But they talked about his process of going to the tournament by himself uh, without his parents. I think this was all 2015 because his mother was there this year competing in the tournament. And just days one, day one and day two, rounds one to five on day one and six to ten on day two. And it was very well written because it didn't just kind of follow him playing and chunk it out, it was flowing back and forth between 
uh, things he did to get ready, things in his personal life, ways you play pinball, competing against Keith and his style and stuff. And it was pretty cool. And then in between were some photos, like the one that you just mentioned with uh, players like Steve Bowden, Bowen Karen, Helena Walter, Andre Masenkoff, Zach Sharp, and Todd McCullough. And they had all those players playing a pinball machine, but there was no pinball machine. So it was just kind of a front-facing view, which you don't usually get to see in pinball, of these players playing a pinball machine that clearly wasn't there and had a little excerpt on the side explaining who those players were. I, th- I thought some of the comments were funny on the pictures. They're like Bowen, they said, is he playing Genie? Because he had his hands <laughs> way far apart. And then it, Zach, <laughs> Zach, is Zach playing a Zizzle? Because where his hands were, it had to be like this tiny game. So I thought that was pretty funny. That is funny. So, so that, okay. So a professionally written piece probably meant to be you know, entertaining or interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it did have some stats from very recently. Uh, had IFPA cited stats about how many players there were because it said almost 45,000 players are ranked in the IFPA. And I looked at just today, it hit 45,000. So that was a pretty up-to-date stat. So props to the ESPN Research Department for getting that pretty much right on the dot. Or Josh. (laughs) Or Josh, yeah. (laughs) Probably. Wow. So, you know, when you say it that way, being 300 in the world isn't as bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's the top 1%. Top 1%. Wow. Actually, yeah, if you say it that way. I feel special. I feel awesome. I feel Euro special. Yes, Euro special. Yes, you're in Europe. You're in Europe. Yes. Are you playing any 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 pinball in Europe, Bruce? I did actually play pinball in you Europe. I played, did? I, I played at the uh, Dutch Pinball Open at the uh, Dutch, not the museum, uh, but the uh, actual, they have actually a club here, which has over 100 games in it. And uh, it was a good time. The language barrier was a hard thing to get over. But uh, games played really well. They had a lot of different games. They had everything from, you know, all the newer Sterns, all the newer, a lot of Williams and Bally's, a lot of old uh, uh, old Bally's. We had nice Harlem there, nice Paragon, nice Fathom, nice Flight 2000. So right then and there, you're, you're, you're kicking up all the good games right there. Had a little problem with the format and with the uh, way to sign up for the tournament. Oh, boy. Bruce is going to create an international incident here. No, not a true blue one international incident. But I, Tim has not heard the story. Ron's heard the story. So I want Tim's opinion uh, on this. When I, I, start I haven't going. heard the story. What are you talking about? We never yeah, talk okay. outside the show. Yo, never, no. Never. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, so I get there and... Uh, I walk in, give them my ticket because they had to pre-buy because they had a limited amount of people who can come into the place. So then I go up to the, the tournament desk. I said, oh, so how do you sign up for the tournament? He goes, you had to do it online. I said, well, where? I pull up the website because luckily I was able to get on Wi-Fi. I'm like, it doesn't show how to do it here. And then another guy comes over and goes, no, you couldn't do it on the website. You had to do it at the at here, at the site. I'm like, okay, so how was I supposed to be able to do this? And a couple other people had the same problem. They're like, oh, we'll just fit you in towards the end. Well, I was, they had three groups. First, originally, it was supposed to be four groups, an A, B, C, and D group. Well, they only came up with three groups of 32 players per group of A, 
B. I, I was the 32nd person in C. I barely made it in. But I did make it in. So the format was preset. It was really weird. It was like you had your you pulled a piece of paper and you had your preset games that you had to play throughout the whole match. And then your groups would be picked out by other people just randomly and met up each time. So you were playing, you didn't play anybody twice, which was kind of cool. And uh, you played sometimes the same games next round over, but you didn't play too many repeat games. We played five rounds of three games each. And the points were really weird. It was eight, five, three, and one. So win was eight, second place was five, third place was three, last place was one point. So that's a little bit of a softer four two one zero. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's where it gets here's where it gets the burn part. So we st- I got there at nine thirty. Doors opened at ten, so I just got right off the plane. So I actually was actually happy that I was actually playing pinball. And if I didn't even get in the tournament, I would have played a lot of pinball there because everything else was set up for free play. And it was twelve dollars and fifty cent euro for the whole day. Not bad. So the tournament started at eleven and at the last round, after the last round, I was tied for fourth. And they were taking the top four players in C and B. And A, they took the top eight. So seven hours later, I'm, I'm fourth. I'm tied for fourth, though. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll have a one-game playoff. The guy comes up to me and goes, uh, yeah, uh, you guys didn't play against each other, and we didn't. I was like, oh, yeah, I know. He goes, that's how we usually make break or tiebreakers. But then we go further down in the tiebreaker thing. I go, okay. He goes, well, you guys each had eight eight point games. So we each won eight games. And the other guy won three second place games while you run two second place games. So he wins the tiebreaker. I was like, wait a sec. We played seven hours. I never played this guy. And he wins because he got second place wins more than I did. I said, it's one game. Let's just play a tiebreaker. Oh, no, we do not do that here. Yeah. So what do you think about that, Tim? Playing seven hours of pinball and losing on a rule that they couldn't even prove to me that was a rule. Uh, When in Rome? I don't know. (laughs) I know. It just was very annoying. It was like, really? That's kind of reminiscent of my $6 million man episode where you had like a five-way tie, and it's like, you're going to play one ball. Of six million dollar man. Guess what? Let me play against the guy who I never played with. You know, we both had the same amount of wins. You had to go down to second place wins to break the tie. Let's play one game. I said to him, like, do you want to play one game? The guys was like, no, I want to make it into the finals. I'm like, okay. So I was the better man. I said, okay, whatever. This is your place. You know, I said, I, I kind of turned to everyone. I said, I said it's kind of shitty. And the three other guys who were in the top three wanted me in the finals because they haven't played me at all either. They wanted to see how they would do against me, but it wasn't meant to be, but yeah, I was really disappointed playing seven hours and losing on a second place loss. Where did that put you overall in the tournament? Oh, it was ridiculously low because the problem was another thing is I wanted to be in group a because Roy Wills was there. A couple other good players were there. I wanted to be in the best group. No, I was in the C group because that's the last spots they had. So, in essence, it put me in 68th place. 
So when you when, when you say C group, does it, how are they doing that? Is is it actually just they're calling it A, B, and C, and has nothing to do with skill, or they were doing it all by? That was the weird thing. Also, the people were coming up and saying, "I want to be an A. I want to be in B. I want to be in C." So another weird thing. It's not like they were going like they should have been going by like, "Hey, what's your rank?" Oh wait a sec, you're you know you're you know four four hundredth in the world. Maybe you should be an A or B. It was just whatever they wanted to be in. Was it was it a points tournament? It was a points tournament, and it was less money. So, of course, you want to go for the bigger money and the bigger prizes, you know, and more wins, more stuff. It was just weird how I just would have I would have enjoyed myself if I got if, guess what if I lost on the playoff game, my fault. But battling all the way up seven hours of work, playing pinball, and then getting almost like, bum, 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 you know, thanks for coming. Have a nice day. Kind of like a little bummer. Bummer. Yes. Maybe maybe some of our uh, European listeners, if, if we have any, can chime in, um, can chime in on exactly, uh, maybe this is a common thing. I, I have heard a lot of the, the European formats are quite different than what we do here. So as I told Ron and I told Tim, I will never complain about a U.S. tournament mostly again. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Hey, at least you'll get in a tiebreaker here, you know? Exactly. You know, I, I don't know. Tim, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I f- the oddest part to me isn't the tiebreaker, which is the most painful part. It's just the division placement of being yeah. that... <laughs> Yeah. Also, because they took the same number of B players as C players in the finals, and I assume all those final players are ranked ahead of everyone in A who didn't make finals. Yeah. Exactly. The final it's standings. It's weird. It's just yeah. they do it very weird. So I was happy. The games played really well. Actually, they 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 were they have a repair room on the side of the building, and that actually they actually had wood rails in the uh, finals also. Each division had to play a wood rail as one of their games. I had to play oh. it actually twice. Was was balls a pop in there? No, it was not there. Damn. But I had I had big, big Indian or big Sayu S I O U X. You know, Sue. You know, S- like, it, yes, yeah. It's an old wood rail from Gottlieb. If you hit it in the gobble hole, you lost the ball. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. Gobble holes. Inter- that's that's awesome. Yes. We need to see that. At, we need to see that at Papa soon. You know, Papa finals. Gobble holes. It was actually fun because if you, but if in certain ways, if you hit a certain thing on the playfield, whatever points were showing on a roto reel, it you would light the light in the gobble hole. Then you'd want that gobble hole because if it said forty, it would go ten times if it was lit, so it'd be four hundred points. Now four hundred points on an EM on an old wood rail. Was big points in that game. Super jackpot. Almost like that, yeah. But then you lose the ball. Wow. So it was like a, you know good and bad. Hey, back in the day, man, just watching the ball roll around was was um, entertaining. Yeah, it's seven hours. So then, right after that, I got a little pissed off, and I was like, "Fuck this, I'm going." And then I went back the next day because they had like a family pin golf thing, and then I had a couple hours to burn, so I went back there and. And vegged out for the second day and played more games. And then by one o'clock Sunday, I was kind of like, I better get down to my site and go get to work. And that's where I'm at for actually this whole week working. Yay. Yay. So I'm your old man. Well, speaking of formats, you know, we, we discussed this at length last week, but since we have Tim here, 
Uh, Tim, what are your views on the uh, the Papa format change? It's uh, my views are not going to be. It's going to sound like I'm skirting the question because I pretty much don't care about Pump and Dump. I don't have strong opinions on it. It's just another format. Um, what I will say is I think it is necessary for Papa to do any change because of all the formats that Papa has, which is Pinberg, uh, the Papa Circuit, and Papa World Pinball Championship. That one is the one that has been very stagnant. Now, if you go to Papa for the World Pinball Championships, you'll see it's been growing by leaps and bounds. But in order to do this, in order to preserve the ticket format, they've had to just create more and more divisions and put more um, obstacles in your way of competing in A division. And it's come to the point where last year, I don't think at any point during the 10 a.m. to midnight qualifying periods that a game was ever free in A division. It's just the number of games that are played is just the number of games you could possibly play there. It's had a strong effect on the points you need to qualify. Players can qualify for A division with only three games that earn any points. And now pretty much a good ticket isn't good games, like top 10 games. It's just games that are (laughs) in more than zero points. So the actual change to best game, I don't really see how this changes anything in that regard. The 12 games will maybe help get more games in total. But I think in the future, the pop-up format will need to entirely change to get that tournament up to the level of Pinberg or another like world caliber tournament that Papa wants to do. So I would not expect that best game format to last too long either. I think something else will happen. That's just speculation. I don't know what it'll be. Does that make sense? That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, Well, I ask you then, how about what's your view on the, the other major change, which is basically no more token drop, you know, $20 at the door, all the games on free play. Good thing or bad thing? Uh, that just saves them all the work from turning uh, all the games in between free play and coin drop in between Pinberg and Papa now. So it just seems like they went with one and said, we'll leave it on free play. Um, no Papa tokens, though. Yeah, Hard the Papa tokens really... are awesome. I know, that's going to be like, you, know, you can't get them anymore, so kind of kind of downer a little bit. Yeah, I, I unfortunately don't have strong opinions on that. It's nah. it's probably cheaper for me to get twenty bucks at the door, and hopefully it encourages more people too to just come in if they don't feel obligated to put money in the games. I think it's like a psychology thing at this point because a uh, dollar seems like it's a lot more money when it's in quarters or tokens to just put that much money in a game. I th- I think it'll be good for your most of your competitors. Or at least the ones like me who will play a shitload of other games. Maybe not like a lot of your A-Division guys who literally will not play anything other than competition games the time they're there. Like what I said last week, where it, where it hurts is the locals. And I don't know how much the locals bring in. Maybe it's not much. You know, so maybe it's not a big deal. And by that, I like I used the scenario, like guy brings his kids in, 
they come in like every year. You know, maybe he comes in, he buys like ten, twenty dollars of tokens, gives it to the kids. They they play for a while or they for a couple hours and they leave. Now it's gonna be like you know, there's two kids. The dad is like sixty bucks. You might say like, uh, I'm not doing that. No, think about it. I was thinking about it after that. After you said it last week, but if you bring a kid to a movie with drinks and popcorn, you're at that much money anyway. Yeah. We'll we'll see. No. We'll see what happens. To me, I talked to Roy about this, Roy Wills, and he was very adamant. He did not like it at all. <laughs> None of the upper A guys like it. Bowen is the only one I haven't heard say say something negative about it. And I, I had to agree with Roy's points. You know, he goes, that's what makes Papa Papa. I, uh, but my point to respond to that is that Papa is less Papa anyhow because, you know, like, you only have to play three out of your five games count. If you play three good games and two games that are the worst, but those three good games are good enough that you can make A. So it's still the the it's just been like a sliding scale of what Papa is. Unless you unless you actually limit how many people can play, like how many rounds you can play in and make the yeah. price higher. That would actually offset and make Papa Papa again. Like if you have a limited amount of entries of like seven entries. And you can void one or seven or six, you know, out of the seven, you know, that's what you do, you know, and then you make the price higher on that and it would even out Papa. So then you wouldn't you or you make it a scale of 200 instead of 100 points. All the things about making it more Papa E or whatever still don't address the fact that now Pinberg or with replay FX total makes money. That's the thing. Uh, it's, Timmy's going right where I was going. What makes Papa Papa doesn't make Papa money. Yeah. And what, what no one told me is that any business, any legitimate business would have killed this format off so long ago because there's no way you can turn money. it into a profitable event because you have to outgrow Papa like Pinberg did. Now, I have, have a question. Re- I have a question for you, and you're the one that brought up the money a couple you know, minutes ago, and also in the uh, article we talked about with you know, how you brought up the, their, uh, their uh, 403 numbers. Their, their, their records there that you – Yeah, the pricing, the yeah. money. The only thing I didn't understand is how are they losing – spending so much more money? You would think replay FX would cost more. Was this 2015? Or is this 2016? It, it you was did? no. It was before they went to replay effects. Okay. It was 2014. Yeah. Okay. That's that's why it was less. I would think their Pinberg bill is huge. Number is huge. That's yes. what I was worried about. Did Are you, you talking about the 990 it? PF form? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've looked at that form too for 2014. Is there any newer ones that you find or no? So I what I I mean I'm not a tax expert, but what I found is if they change their status. They could fill out another form that some 501s use, and I'm not quite sure what the distinction between 501c3s because some of them are like nonprofit, some of them are for profit. They they have different categories. Yeah, but 50, all 503 is a nonprofit. To, yeah, to also, or 50, it's 501c3. There's a 501, a 503. There's a couple. There's actually varying things. Like you can have a you can have a nonprofit corporation, but also make some profit. 
which is weird under a certain amount of money depends on your percentage of how much you take in you know it's it's really weird numbers this week on the slam till podcast we'll be talking about scintillating conversation about tax codes it's amazing the information is available for public record but you may have to actually do some phone calls and visit some so tim we have a project for you this winter (laughs) (laughs) no no we just we walked him right into that one good job all right let's let's get off of that because whoever whoever is not falling asleep is definitely falling asleep after the tax code discussion but but they but they might fall asleep again because we're going into more tournament talk because there was another huge event this past weekend that had players from around the U.S., at least. I know there were several West Coast people there. And Canada. And Canada. And that would be the 24 hours at the Sanctum from, uh, okay, is it Meriden? Is that he said? Or... Yes, Meriden, Connecticut. Meriden, Connecticut at the Sanctum facility, the much larger Sanctum facility, which was good because they had 98 people there. And so all see, 98 you survived. You, you could have played. We could have played, Ron, or you could have played. Yeah, I, well, I saw that, and when they when I saw that, we, we've blown through our sixty person waiting list. Uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking like, you know, if I just went there, I almost guarantee I could probably get in. Oh, guarantee but, no. you would have. No, but like like I said, I was working uh, instead of working till four a.m. I worked to five a.m., which that's actually with the clock going back, so it was actually six a.m. Oh my! Nine p.m. Actually... actually ten p.m. to six a.m. If you don't. Put the clock back. So that was fun. It was funny watching some of the comments because I was up Saturday, mo- Sunday morning, and it was here. It was the middle of the night, you know. You know, you know, over there it was the middle of the night, and it was here it was in the morning. I'm watching all these texts coming through on Facebook. I'm laughing my ass off, like, oh, I'm getting tired. Oh, I don't believe it's four o'clock in the morning, you know. And I'm sitting there going, <laughs> so, so Tim, why don't you just give us a quick little rundown of like how this works? I, I believe it's very similar to Pinburg. It looked like with the scoring and and the banks. The only exception they had like three games instead of four. Yeah, you pretty much nailed it. If you're familiar with Pinburg, then you'll know it's four games in your bank with four players total, including yourself, three other players. And scoring is first place is three points, second place is two, third place is one, last place is zero. Uh, This game, it's three games at a bank with those players, same players in the bank of three, and all the games are randomized. They're randomized through the matchplay.event software, so it does seem to not place any players in the same game at the same time, which is pretty cool. And you play with your group... And your best score is a nine. Your worst score is a zero. And the average was four and a half. So no one could get exactly four and a half. You're either like moving up a little bit if you get five or better. And you're moving down a little bit if you get four or worse every round. And you get reseeded. Unlike Pinberg, they don't have a tier system. So this means you're just playing the people closest to you in points. So after the first round, everyone that had... Seven points is also playing people that had seven points. Um, when it got to the end, you were playing people with different amounts of points because the spread was a little more like that, was wider. And um, yeah, you start at 10 a.m., or we really started at 10.30 a.m. on Saturday. and We ended at 9.30 a.m. because we factored in the one extra hour we played when 2 a.m. became 1 a.m. again. 
which was very confusing at the time. But it all worked out. And as soon as the last the last group is done, they print out, Match Play prints out the score sheets for everyone. They don't have to write them by hand or anything. They just print them out on their printer, hand them out to everyone, and you get started on your next round. Everyone got a text message that said who their players were and what games they were playing, and it went really well. Gotta love technology. Gotta love it. Yeah, shout out to Andreas. Uh, Andreas is the one, he's out in San Francisco, who writes the MatchPlay software, MatchPlay.events, and he's done a great job just adding more features in that made it run so smoothly. And where'd you finish, Tim? I came in 12th place. Which I believe was quite impressive. I, I was looking there fairly late, and I saw you like in 60th something. Our Tim is not doing well. I started the first round in 88th. After the first round, I was 88th place. Uh, I spent the rest of the tournament trying to go up. Come back, kid. Come (laughs) back, kid. Uh, Pretty much an uphill battle from that first round where I had the second worst possible score in a round. (laughs) But uh, I ended up with... I was six points out of second place. Jerry Bernard was second place, and I was 15 points out of first where Bowen just ran away with the tournament. This yeah, year. yeah, because, Leo, you know, yeah. When I saw who was actually in the tournament, because I didn't see him originally, when I, when I saw he was there, it's like, I'm going to make a bold prediction that Bowen's going to win. And, and he won by, I guess you could say, a full round, because he won by nine points. If you looked at the top, top, it was, everyone was bunched, like, within a point of each other or tied, except him. It was like 80, what was it, 82 and then 73, and 73 you know, yeah. you know 72, 72, 71. And it's like, well, who, who's this one guy? He's like, it's like he played a whole extra round. Although going into the very last round, Bowen did not have it locked up. He was only eight points ahead and he got second place on his first game, which gave him two points and guaranteed him the win. So I think I went up to him. I'm like, Oh, how'd you do on your game? He's like, Oh, I got second. I don't know. I'm like, Oh, congratulations. You won. And he, I don't think he realized he won until I told him, but he kept he kept playing through the round. He uh, he he goes round by round. He doesn't yeah. look in between. He doesn't. He just goes round by round. He kept playing. He came out. I think he also won his group. And the thing they do, um, which sort of uh, lowers the prize pool at the top for the top four, but in the last round of your four players, the person who wins that last round has the gets. A certain amount of money. So it's like five bucks for the lowest group, and I think it goes up to $130 for the top group or something. So there are 25 groups. And whoever gets the most points, and I think Bowen got a six or a seven in his final group, also gets that bounty. Uh, I was able to tie with Brian Shepard in group four, so we split $115. We could have had a playoff, but... Uh, we were very tired and <laughs> didn't want to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, how did you, because um, you're a younger guy, when did it start uh, affecting you, or did it at all? Oh, it did, definitely. Um, I actually it was so tired at the beginning of the day because I just did, couldn't get to sleep. was so excited for the pinball tournament. He was giddy. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, yep, it's 10 a.m., you got to play, and I was just not ready, but then... I think as tired as I was, it was when we were getting to like 1 a.m. where I think I just felt a little bit better than other people. And 
that was able to just help me, you know, see the ball a little bit better. I think Bowden, who was our winner last year, said he just totally lost his ball tracking ability at about 3 a.m., 4 a.m. in his write-up. And his uh, given F meter had run out. Given F meter. Very good. That's what happened to me around fourth, around six o'clock last time, because I actually did it last time with uh, the boys here. And it's about five thirty, six o'clock. I was like, fucking pinball is not fun anymore. Six <laughs> in the morning. Fuck this. You, you know, I, I hate to say this, but, you know, I was watching what was going on because I was also, I was, you know, working all night and into the morning. You know, and I got home around five. I probably went to sleep around six it's like i'd only have to only have to survive another three three and a half hours maybe i could do it it was fun watching it though ron instead of playing in it well i'd almost want to try it just before i get too old just to see what my endurance level would be so are you now saying you want to do this next year i will probably do it next year if i don't work again yeah I, i just i'll i'll give it a try how would you like a partner in crime with you two boys? Oh, God. I thought you said you weren't going to do it. Well, if my if two good friends are there, you know, maybe we can convince Eric again. We can really have a good old time. I'll bring the coffee pot again. <laughs> I don't drink coffee, so. I would no, just you say, will. Uh, I don't. I, I've never drank coffee. Hot chocolate. It's a cure I mean, Ron, there chocolate. were players. There was a player who had not competed in an IFPA tournament before who made it the whole 24 hours there were locals there were people from all over who was like their first or second event and they were going with the 24-hour battle and they made it all the way through and had a great time so i think you could do it too yeah i think well see see, you can do it well 15 years ago i would have said no problem because i i used to one of the (laughs) shifts i used to do was i wake up like at a normal time and then i'd work from i don't know until like 4 a.m and get home and then sleep for like maybe an hour and then go golfing back in the day when I was in my twenties. <laughs> now I, now I don't know, but I, I just to see if I could do it. It's like the endurance factor, like kind of like the old school, like when they would have um, marathons with arcade games, you know, this guy's played missile command for three days or something. You know, Right. You can do it. You I can know do you it. Can. Excellent. So, uh, so yeah, maybe is, I'll have to do it with the two boys there. And well, I assume it, it sounds like it was a success. So I'm assuming they'll have it next year. I heard oh, some, they've already said it. Okay, because I heard some talk like they think it should be a you know voted for as a, to be a circuit event. Well, it has to. Every only only I think four are mandatory, and then the rest are voted on. I think they said. Well, based on the um, survey feedback that Doug gives to all the participants, and I've gotten a few emails this year for the ones I've played in. Mm-hmm. He'll say, "Hey, um, how do you rate the event?" And it's like a one to ten scale. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely give it probably the maximum feedback. There was really nothing I could complain about. Uh, Jim and Mark decided not to play this year and instead focus entirely on managing the tournament and fixing is game good. issues. And yeah, is games were like they were on games. We had Silver Ball Mania game. I was playing. Um, one of my opponents had. Over 500,000 in the middle of ball two, just crushing it and a fuse blew. And normally that would mean like, you know, the whole game powered off. Normally that would mean like they uh, would probably just say, ah, it's probably out. We don't have time to fix it. We're not going to be able to figure it out. But no, they looked at that game because they had time. Like when they had time, they were on it looking at these games, 
replace the fuse. I think they got it back working uh, in the middle of the tournament. Very cool. That would that would be me. It will blow in the fuse <laughs> in the middle of my game, hitting the horseshoe about 30 times. Yeah, it did change a lot. Um, Rob would have easily won that game, and I think whatever we had to go to after, he didn't come in first. So it was unfortunate, but... That's pinball, and there's um, the set of rules, the pop of rules, are what you kind of need to follow at a circuit event, and they did have those on hand. They were looking at them in certain situations. At, also, after 24 hours, it's not just you. Some of the games do start bugging out, too. Uh, high speed froze on us, and I don't never seen that happen before. It just locked in on a sound. The display, the scores just froze in place, and they went to the pop of rule book and said, player one's completed their ball. We can see their score. We can write it down. Player two is in the middle of their ball. Um, keeps that score plus whatever they get in a new three-ball game because we can't take that away from them. And then the rest of the game would continue as normal. Yep, that's the proper court ruling, and it's a good ruling, too. That's yep. actually... Oh, it's locked <laughs> up. <laughs> good thing it didn't happen. Well, imagine if it happened in the middle of Multivore or something, and the siren just got like stuck and permanent. Oh, that would have been annoying. It, it was the putt, the putt putt of the engine sound, where it was like the engine's trying to turn over, and it just can't over and over and over again. No, we needed the Euro siren, like I used to do. Yeah, Bruce had the uh, yeah, the, like the British siren, which was very uh, interesting. <laughs> that would always get a reaction, like what the hell? I loved it. It was totally different. Also, for all the circuit events, I think that one and maybe um, IFPA Pinmasters are the most one-of-a-kind formats they have for circuit events. Most are either some pop-a-ticket style or pump-a-dump style qualifying. It's cool that they have added alternate formats to that circuit, too. And I think they do get good feedback. Yeah, maybe 24 hours will be in our future next week. Next week? Next month. Next Next week? Holy crap. No, no, I don't think they want to do that. Uh, What else we got here? So, Sanctum... Tim agrees it was it now it is brutaling it is brutal because you don't get catch up you gotta agree with that one too Tim you're kind of screwed up for a day or two after right uh yeah yesterday well what's happened to me every time is when I get home and I just want to leave and get to my bed I don't want to try to you can't really check into a hotel at 11 a.m. so it's like sleep in your car or get home I dropped off four New York City people at a train station Train was like 11 minutes right after, so that worked out really well. And it was off 84, so I just kept going back home. Uh, And then I try to go to sleep. I crawl into my bed, and it's like, no, it's the next day. My brain goes, I know you're extremely tired, but you got to stay up. You got to stay up because it's not. You can't just break the cycle that we've had going. It's It's just like a European. It's just like a European trip, honestly. Like I had this. I stayed up all day. I flew, you know, I flew over to you know Amsterdam, stayed up all the next day, played in a full pinball tournament, and didn't go to bed till like ten o'clock that night, mm-hmm. just to get back in, you know, this time schedule. Now I'm screwing myself up because now I'm, it's now two o'clock in the morning here, and what am I doing? What are you doing? What are you Freaking doing? Recording. What am I doing? What do, what does happen though is um, you don't feel like you're sleeping the same because I think your body is. Still trying to catch in. Yeah, still trying to catch up to it. So when I did get to sleep, and I woke up the next day. 
I felt better, but I didn't feel like my brain had entirely reset <laughs> to uh, how I feel when I wake up on a normal day. But now today I felt fine. I went to bed early yesterday too and woke up and I felt a lot better. Very cool. So a rousing yes from Tim. He likes the format, of course. He likes he likes the games, how they played. The guys up there do a great job. They really have. Uh, I've never, you know, I like playing there. It's a fun place to play. If you ever get a chance to do the 24 hours, definitely do at least once in your life. Well, uh, what floor? What floor are they on now? Refresh my memory. Second. They're on the second. Okay. It used to be on the third. Yes. Okay. Because okay. I have been to the new place once. So it's a good time. And Tim's lives there. <laughs> that 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 in Rock Fantasy. Any yes. any uh, Tim rants? Well, hold on. I got still got more tournament stuff. We have more tournament. Oh, oh everyone's already falling asleep there, Bruce. Yes, the they tournaments. Have. They, they have tuned I'm out. Gonna, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna state it real fast. Retro Gamecom had a ten game, or sorry, nine game tournament uh, this past weekend in Syracuse, and the top ten percent made it. They had ninety people playing, which is kind of good for Syracuse. And Andy Cushman won his first IFPA tournament ever. So I like to give a big shout Ooh. out for that. So that's very really cool. Ninety people. Ninety people played in this tournament. Where where was this location? Oh, it was like a show. It was a retro game con, so it's actually like, uh, you know, cartridge games, pinball. Buffalo Pinball was there. Central New York Pinball was there. Syracuse Pinheads was there, and Wizards Arcade was there. The new place that uh, opened up in Syracuse, which we, we still got to get Mike on, but he's been trying to get the place up and running fully, which he just got his signs all hung today. So definitely go check out Mike's place on Wizard Arcade in Syracuse. Uh, he has a Facebook page, Wizard Arcade. Check it out. Check it out. More pinball in the, in the wild is good. Yes. And and Bruce, are you, are you picking up any games while you're over there? Well, yeah, I got, you I got the whole... back in a boat. I got the whole crate, you know. I got the I got the big trailer thing. We're gonna we're gonna. I'm picking up some Euro Trash games. We're all ready to go. I picked up a new game. What was that? A big game. Big game rocks. I am on the old Stern Kick. Nothing wrong with that, right, Tim? No, nothing wrong with that. They're great, yeah. Oh, well, until about the eighties, but they're good. <laughs> well, big game is the eighties. Big, but... big game is nineteen eighty. Well, he might not consider that the eighties. Yeah, it's it's right on the border. Vipers when it starts to go downhill. Oh yeah, done. Yes, thanks to you that that made one of my um, games I hate. Yes. Ooh. Although I I actually did play Viper and I remember not liking it, and then I watched your your video of it. It's like yeah, now I remember why I didn't like it. So yeah, I got the big game, um, all original. Don't know if it boots or not. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Congratulations. Thank you very much, sir. We uh, give a shout out to one of our fans. We do have a New Zealand fan now. <laughs> yes, uh, he is actually Roto, Rotor Dave in uh, Pinside. He uh, posted saying he likes the show and that we have two people listening from, you know, that area of the world. So very cool to hear and see. Big shout out to Roto Dave. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. He was at Papa last year. Maybe he'll be at Papa again this year. He might be. He might be. Uh, what else? Are we doing games we like, games we hate, or are we going to? Uh... Uh, yeah, sure. I got. I got. I got. You got, got something, Tim? I'll think of one. You guys go first. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll do. I'll do this. This is not necessarily hate, but dislike. 
First, game I like. Game of Thrones Pro. Game I dislike. Game of Thrones Premium. Premium. <laughs> or L.E. Or L.E. Okay, why and why and why? I played... I think the first time I played it was a premium, and it's like, ah, uh, I'm not really, like, the upper play field, I mean, it was it was better than in WWE as far as, like, it didn't stay up in the play field forever. I know when people first saw the pictures of it, the first thing they thought was like, oh, God, I hope this isn't like the ring and it stays up there forever, but that that's really not an issue. However, when I, I, I played it, and it's like, eh, then I played a pro, and it's like, wow, you know, this, this plays a lot better. At least I, I just thought it, it just... Faster, more flow. Just, I, I just, I thought it was more fun. I had more fun playing the pro by a, a large margin than I ever did playing the premium, which surprised no, me. Because usually, well, the only other one I could think of is Transformers. I think the pro plays better. But the thing about Transformers is the pro was was the main model, and then they just added shit. I mean, with Game of Thrones, the premium was the full model, and then they took stuff away. And I think it actually plays better with the stuff removed. It does have more flow. It does, you know. How about you, Bruce? Me? Game I hate? I just got rid of it. Avatar. Oh, you finally sold the Avatar. Avatar is gone. Avatar is gone. I know Timmy doesn't like Avatar. Well, I lost the Pittsburgh pinball open on Avatar. Yes, <laughs> it's a it's a two shot it's a two shot game. I, I saw the footage, and the funny thing about the footage was you could see you could see Tim playing it. But they didn't. The camera that was on it, the playfield camera, wasn't working. But you could just see from his reaction, he was quite upset. <laughs> you could also hear the commentator say, "Looks like Tim has fifteen thousand points after ball one." <laughs> Ooh, wow! It's like oh, yeah. one pop bumper, maybe. <laughs> Yikes! And yeah, it was a quick tilt. Were you playing Bowden? If I remember, I was. Steve Steve wound up with three and a half million after he got, I think, one jackpot in Link Multiball. And I was playing him thinking I needed Link Multiball. Turns out I needed maybe four Banshee Ramps and I couldn't hit one. Ugh, fuck. And then the game I like, I'm going old school, Bally. Of course. But older. No, older. I'm going Wizard. Wizard? Really? Okay. Yep. I actually like it. I was playing it again this weekend. And when you, if it's, if the spinner's hooked up right, that thing really cranks. It's a weird play field out, you know, on the right-hand side. It's a little different, but I actually enjoy the game. Is that the one with the flags on the side? Yes. Okay, yes, the, the flags that flip. So there you go. That, that, that could be a feature to bring back right there. I can't remember seeing that in, like, actually, no. that's the only game I can remember seeing that on. Fun with flags. Fun with flags. <laughs> Tim, game you like, game you hate. I'm more sure of the game I hate. Well, that's always better. Cause, I'm trying cause... to pick, yeah. Try to pick one from the 24-hour. <laughs> Hatred is always more entertaining. It is. I'm going to say, for game I like, uh, High Speed. Good boy. That was mine from just, last week. Yes. yes, and good boy. Very nice. I just love shooting those loops. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's just really cool for the time, definitely, to have like the theme, really see how it changes pinball after that. A lot of games go into themes and stories and stuff, where before it's just like things leading to things and 
A lot of firsts in that game. Yep. Like first, what first game to play a complete song? First, first game. It was a first system eleven. The first, uh, first game with automatic replay percentaging, which yep. operators love. Uh, I think it might have been one of the first games with a ball search. Not mm. a good one though. Just thank Larry Demar for all that. I did during the twenty-four hour. I got the multi-ball start by completing the spot targets once again. Nice. <laughs> Which is, uh, you could hit the side ramp, but I just was Good. so busy shooting for loops and stuff that I never seemed to get it. And finally started it at the hole and then plunged two balls up top. All right, now for the fun part, though, is games to not like, games to hate. That's got to go easily to title fight. Um, what a dumb game. Title fight. <laughs> is, is, that, oh, okay. yeah. is that like a Gottlieb or something? It is a Gottlieb... Flat, no ramps, no nothing, with the picture box in the back. Do you actually punch yes. the opponent? Oh, is that one of the, the street games? Yeah, it is one of the street games. It's right, it's right, it's, it's actually, I think, the last street game before they went to, you know, they changed out of that street game. For, for those who don't know game. what we're talking about, there was a period there where Gottlieb was trying to make cheaper, like, single-level games. You know, at, a, at a cheaper price. Game, games like Hoops, you know, big, hoops, which uh, I leaks, like. Big League, Title Fight. Uh, there's a couple others. The the thing with all those games is they're designed to be like flow games, and they want you to play it like a flow game. But with those Gottlieb flippers, you just kind of hold them up and then line up your shot, and then it, you just reduce it to two or three shots maybe. A oh, you don't like fight the, you don't like the, the round loop? Field. You don't like the round loop? The, the you know with the right flipper and the left flipper does loop. I like it when it feeds back to the lower, lower yeah. right flipper, and then I can just shoot up to the top play field again. Exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that it's became better. I shot in that area as a bailout shot because if you just held up the left flipper, it would go center drain. So just shot it up there, and then Keep it live. Yeah, just bat it around a little bit until it gets a nice feed back to the right in lane. Which it could go in that hole too because they did something weird over there. All for right, some all right, Tim, I got a question for you because I, I remember Title Flight because it's it's coming back to me now. I think last time I was there, actually, it was with you, Bruce, and Eric, or whatever tournament that was, and that that was near the door. I think at the time. Yep, still there. I was walking out, and it's like I'll play some of this, and I kept playing that over and over and over, just trying to figure out how to get a high score on the thing. I could not figure out the scoring. I'll tell you. Yeah, t- tell me, because it didn't matter what I, I I would play a game and get a big score, and then I'd play a game where I hit twice as many things and get nothing. So eventually, well, eventually the upper play field is lit for the championship match, which is you get 20 seconds to clear the five drops in the upper play field twice. Gives you 5 million points. That's it. That's the game. There's also a mini multi-ball that says um, 3 million if you complete all the lightning targets or something. The lightning targets are all these tiny little spot targets. And I was actually just uh, draining the ball on purpose to get out of that multi-ball because it locks out every other thing in the game. It's just set it up for the play field. If you can hit this top bell ring target when the white circle is lit, that means this match will be worth a million. So you try to get those. Otherwise, you just keep doing that until it's your championship fight. 
that is five billion. And that's the game. Yeah. One well, thing about Gottlieb's that seemed to to be the case is they don't they were never good at multitasking. Like you would start something and it locks everything else out. You have to wait for it to finish. Yep. I mean, even their later games, games I like, like if you play uh, teed off. I mean, I right. like I like teed off except the fact you can trap anything, which I have played ones that have been modified so you can't do that, which made it a lot more fun. But like the modes are useless. You're just trying to get in a multi-ball to get the super jackpot or get, you know, one of the, the main, what is it, raining cats and dogs, the, the, the main multi-ball, and then the um, anything goes, I think, is the final one. That's all you're trying to do. The, the modes are, are worthless for the most point part, except maybe like the extra ball or skins if you time it right. That's the thing I like about that game is you can literally have a huge score and do like just bet it all. The entire score. <laughs> and you, so if you're playing it, you, you can spell skins. If it's the beginning of the game, purposely don't finish it. Wait till you have some ridiculous, you know, you have like th- $3 billion or something. Then get skins and then say, yeah, I want to go for it. And if you hit a <laughs> shot, you have $6 billion. If you don't hit it, you have nothing. I always like that feature. Sorry. Okay. I went off on a segue. <laughs> I went off on a Gottlieb segue there, like because I love that playfield. I think it just could be done better. Yeah, they do have a lot of cool playfields. I think Hoops has a cool playfield. Yeah, I love the, Hoops. Uh, the yeah. spinner is worth so much when you light it. But, uh. I had to play Hoops three times at the this past tournament. And also, just... lots of uh, Lazaruses like Gottlieb's too. Yeah, they never figured that out. I guess it's a good thing for the player. It is, yeah. I, I have to say, I've been playing. You know, I've been playing a lot of my Ghostbusters. Dun 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 dun. Turd turd. No, dun, dun. I, I'll, I've I, I've never seen the just colossal airballs that this thing has. It it and I thought the Star Trek LE had airballs, and it got nothing on this sucker. I mean, I've had airballs that have gone further than any airball I've ever seen. On this, to the point where I'm, I'm worried it's going to just like plow into one of the buildings and destroy them, or go into the mirror they have for the the hologram thing. I mean, I had a ball it almost hit the mirror. Ain't my game, man. So, well, I mean, I had, I have the um, air ball protector plastic thing, like in front of the ramp, and it does get hit a lot. Otherwise, I'd have even more air balls. But I, I wanted it to like just point out one positive thing at Ghostbusters that that I, I I think I brought up this as a negative on like Star Trek LE or Star Trek Star Trek just Star Trek you have all these modes the modes have literally no personality at all it's just lit shots yeah that's true just just different colors of lit shots it's and if you just hold the ball something will light and you hit it I mean it, they might have their own different theme music and different like uh, DMD animations but it's the same shit over and over and over again. The away team modes have personality. Yes, yes, exactly. The away team modes have personality. If you play Star Trek Next Generation, all the modes have a distinct personality, a distinct thing you're supposed to do. And, and the Ghostbusters modes, the ones I played, have that. I mean, I played enough where I'm starting to get used to them. It, it, you know, who brought the dog? Okay, I got to hit these three shots. Uh, Spook Central. Okay, I got to hit the ramp. Then I got to hit all four Ghostbusters. Yeah, they they have specific things to do that tell some kind of story that relates to the actual scene. 
And I think they did a good job with that. What they didn't do a good job with is, is the stupid, I, I had one of those magnet trains, and I hits the sling, and it holds it, like, oh, that's neat, and then flows it right down the middle, like, you motherfucker. Yes. That's yes. bullshit. I just had a game where I, just before the podcast, where I uh, I was get, trying to get to the stupid, the Stave Pup Marshmallow Man. So I get to the Stave Pup Marshmallow, I start the mode, and the ball goes up in the pop bumpers and stays in there for like a minute. Well, I'm like, come on, give me the fucking ball. I want to hit some shots. So, of course, you know what happens. Straight down the middle. Straight down the middle. Comes out of the pop-uppers on the left side, which you don't want. And down the middle it goes. And, like, are you kidding? Which forces you to slide save, too, which I don't like. Yeah. And I don't think operators might not like that no, either. No, no. And, and it's kind of, you can't really do it with the, the rubber. Well, actually, you can do it with rubber feet if you're strong enough. <laughs> I definitely slid a few games. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I saved at least one of them. Uh, what I didn't think was savable, like oh, and like you say, Tim, this the stern tilt. It's just like yeah, you'll get warning, warning, but you almost never get the tilt. At least you you have one big shove that you have that you can. Do. And a big shove it is. And a big shove it is. Yes, yes. But honestly, if I don't find I get that many down the center drains, maybe it's game. Game dependent. I don't know. Most of the time on mine, it will come out of the right side, the safe side. All right. R- repairs? Do we have any repairs? I don't think you have any repairs. You're, you're, you're in a foreign land. I'm only repairing machines here, not, not pinball machines. But, yeah, we'll, we'll be dealing with that next week. Repairs, repairs, repairs. Repairs, repairs, repairs. Yes. Because next weekend is the big event. And in Bloomfield, only the hottest place to go is in Bloomfield. This will segue into the upcoming uh, upcoming events. Yes, it does. Uh, the Bloomfield. We got to get near the end because Bruce Bruce in Europe he can't really uh, charge his laptop, or or it's what you have to have a converter or something. I have a power converter to go from two thirty to one to right hertz, from sixty to fifty hertz. When I have it hooked up, it feedbacks through the whole. Uh, yeah, audio, yeah so, you'd be yeah, hearing like a loud battery. fart sound through the uh, the entire podcast, and we wouldn't want that. I got 48 minutes, Ron. You got 48 minutes. All right. And the listeners are like, oh, God, no, no. Yes, please. 48 more minutes, <laughs> no, guys. No, no, no. We're trying to keep these at an hour. I got the Finger Lakes open this weekend. I have all the scores now that I just, before the podcast, since it's already uh, 220 here. I was doing all the scores for the goals for the uh, pin golf, and some are pretty cool. Some are pretty hard. Hopefully, we'll be able to see Mr. Tim this weekend. Maybe, maybe not. I doubt it. I don't know. You're two, you're two million on Paragon is ridiculous. No one's getting that. Come on. Come on. That's not fun. No, my score for Paragon is 100,000. Okay. Not hard, but, you know, you Paragon be Paragon. Medieval Madness, 14 million. You know, there's some easy ones here, like Blackjack, 45,000. Well, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, you got to play it. Yeah, depending you stick... on what card you start. Yeah, with. depending got on whether it, the exactly. dealer or the yeah. We 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 got to we got to talk to our our buddy Scott and get some uh, tournament ROMs for that sucker. Uh, Freedom forty five thousand. That's easy too, right? Well, since since we have the tournament guru Tim here, like, how would you figure out the scores if you were going to run a golf tournament? Would you like play all the games a bunch of times and do a bunch of math equations to come up with the score? How would you go? Because I, I know I know for like the pin masters, they try to make like very high scores, something that you would normally. Yeah, they put it on a ten point scale. Too. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes, yeah, something that you would get like on your third ball. Whereas a lot of golf tournaments I play in, like the one at Expo, they'll try to get it. You know, they want to get it. Getting it done sooner is more important, so they'll have lower scores. Like, how would you come up with scores, Timmy? I'd use a mix of probably timing myself playing for a certain amount of time. I'd say like, what score can I get in two minutes on a stern or so, and maybe longer. And another game, I would say, what score can I get in this amount of time? But then I would, I would probably put those numbers in a spreadsheet, see what they were, and then come up with a number that I thought sounded good. So I'd do it like they do in Vegas, where they kind of mix stats with what would people bet on, what would people feel like they have a chance at. Yeah, to, that's what I try to yeah. do both. So, yeah. Plus, I, plus I also go by past experiences. Also, like if I saw, like one score I had was, uh, you know, let's just use an example. Hold on. Uh, ACDC, I had 30, 30 million last time, and I had a lot of threes, fours. So, or it's actually going to be fives this time, but uh, so I brought it down to twenty million. A little easier to make. Oh, it's going to be fives. Oh yeah, fives are your fives are your fails. So you're really going to fail. Okay, so yeah, you really can't afford to fail. No, no failure in pinball. Okay. And aren't you getting back like the morning of the tournament or something? Or? No, the night of, the night before. The I night get before. back at 11 o'clock. Okay. Yes, my Euro. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what you need, some some Euro music, you know, the intro. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, let's go more. Yes, and also. Ron, where are you going to be? Yeah, where are you going to up- be this weekend? This upcoming weekend is going to be free Since play. you're not going to be at my house. No, I'm not going to be at your house. Sorry. I'm going to be at Free Play Florida, which I've been going there the last last three years. I went there before, when it was its previous name. It used to be, um, I'm trying to remember what it was called before. but It had it had another name, and then it made it Free Play Florida. And it's, a nice, it's a nice little show. Very you know, laid back. Um, the, the tournament, I think, I think Jason, Jason Wedrick won it last year. I think he beat Zach Sharp in the, or Josh Sharp in the final, or, or is that one or the other? They were there, the, the Sharps were there because they, they used, typically the show is the same weekend or it's a weekend after the, uh, industry show. There's an industry show that happens. I can't remember what it's called. Appa. I think it was Appa or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And Josh is always there because of Raw Thrills. He works for Raw Thrills, so they're always there. So he played in the tournament. Uh, It's actually another weekend. It's a different weekend than it was the previous two years. So the cool thing is Veterans Day is Friday, which I get off where I work, so I only have to take Monday off. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's a very laid-back show. It's at the uh, Doubletree Hilton SeaWorld, and it's just nice being in Florida when it's November. As opposed to being here when it's November. Yeah, it's colder here. Yes. So, what else you got? Uh, Syracuse Pinball uh, in uh, eastern Syracuse uh, for the November 17th from 4.30 to 8.30 from the Syracuse Pinheads. Pinball in Central New York is the title for this one. IFPA points are available for that. And then November 19th, the Catskill Classic Pinball Tournament. At Howard's, uh, I know Tim will most likely be there, of course, and maybe Ron. Who knows? I will not be there because I'll uh, be in the Outer oh, Banks. You'll be in the Outer Banks. That's right. Chase it down those circuit points. Flipper, the flipper, uh, flippers, right? Yep, flippers, and winner gets a new demo man, or not a new demo man, but 
uh, redone Demo Man, yeah. Awesome. Where is this at? Uh, North Carolina, the Outer Banks. Okay. So, yeah, these guys are all going down there. Levy has a couple more spots, I think, still for rooms. Yes, in our beach house in November. Yes. <laughs> right? You can see the ocean. You might not want to go in it. No, you, you don't want to go in it. No, 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 no. I, I will most probably be at Howard's. Yeah, I don't know. I probably will not be. I'll probably be just vegging out. Emails will be going out in a couple weeks also for the New York Upstate finals and tournaments. We'll be asking for our first voting on our location from all the people who are important, which is usually the uh, league leaders, a.k.a. like myself is for Western New York pinball. Ron is for Albany pinball, Binghamton pinball, Buffalo pinball, Central New York pinball. We just go and we vote on where our locations will be and actually who will want to possibly sponsor and have a location place for it too. I'm hoping it's a middle place, which would be really nice to see because then everyone can make, it won't be so far of a drive. I know who I'm going to be voting. Yourself? No. No, he, he he didn't vote for himself last year. I didn't vote yeah. myself last year. I was very good. I was actually, I thought I was actually being very PC. I said, well, Ron's going to do it. Let's do it for Ron's. <laughs> so this, if, if we can this year, I would actually like to have it at Binghamton. At the Binghamton, uh, at that. Uh, Moonwalker Arcade. Moonwalker Arcade. If in Vestal, New York, yeah. Because it's right in the center. It's two hours for Middletown, guys. It's two hours from Albany. It's two hours for Rochester, three hours for Buffalo, and an hour for Syracuse. That's if the most central location, that would be it. And the games are really good there. They play, you know. They're yeah, being, I'm, I'm they're running out of up. time to get those upstate points. You're still in it. I got I got to go to Howard's, man. I got to get some points. You're still in it. You're 15th. I should have played in the Stars Tournament. I, I could have got half a point. Half a, no, half that's New York oh, City. That's right. That's New York City. Oh, oh sorry. failed on that one, I would have failed. Oh. No, they are up to date, actually. So let's go to look right now. Well, oh, you're playing Zach Sharp. You might not come. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Some of those. Yeah. And and a lot of it, a lot of the Canadians that are there, it, it's going to depend where it is. Exactly, and so will some of the other people too. But for right now, I'm going to go to. I'm trying to get to it right now. Yeah. I sense some editing going to occur. Nope, nope, Ron no, is in 15th place. Yep, that's what I thought. But you still have Zach, and you still have... Uh, DJ. And I, I, I don't see Trent coming out either. Trent. Maybe Steve. Maybe Steve. I can see possibly Steve. But Steve was in it last year, and he... Was he? I think he was in it possibly last year. And then four Ontario players who yep. may or may not come down. It all depends where it is. If if somebody you know if somebody nominates Buffalo and then everyone votes on it, it all varies. I would like to have a more middle. I think it'd be easier for everyone, especially in January. Right. You know, I I kind of look at it that way. Also, you want it to be on an interstate that's in the middle of the state. You know, you know, it's two hours for. Is it two hours for you for, for Moonwalker for you for for Poughkeepsie? Yep. Yeah, it, no, yeah but it's I, the same. Yeah. You're on a main highway, you know, so it's it's not right. that bad. It's so also where I could go to work and stuff because I used to work there. Exactly. So it, it actually, I would. That's the what I'm going to nominate. I've I have to talk to the actual owner, but when I brought it up to him at that last tournament we had there, 
he was all for it. He's like, yeah, I'd stay open later. I'd do this. You know, he was really willing to work with it. And it's in the center of the state. The joys of I-88. Ah. Oh, that road is so boring. It is the most boring road. Oh, always under construction. Yeah, it was bad. So, yeah, so we, we they're up to date right now. And uh, some of uh, some of the people, Greg's in 21st. Got a shot. He has a big shot because if you count two, three, or four people out. But, uh, Tim, you're in third. You're almost in you're Almost in striking distance for second and first. Easy. Levy's right behind you. The difference between Tim and Levy is 89.17 points to 89.05 points. And my six more events than him probably helps. <laughs> yeah, it does, of course. Well, you look at me. There's only, there's only two people. Well, Ryan Slomick is right there with me, too. He's got 25 events. Ryan's got the- a chance, too. He does. He really does, because they have... And so does Zach. Hey, we got to talk about Zach. Oh, yeah, almost forgot. Yeah, Zach is 25th. It's one of our gimmicks. Yes, it is. And we already talked about Steve, because he was in the uh, pictures. Fun with bonus, Steve Bowden. Oh, bonus. But, yeah, so I'm going to be putting out the emails in a couple days, asking for who, you know, places we want to nominate, and then we'll whittle it down to three, and then we'll go from there. Sounds like a plan. That does sound like a plan. Uh, and then the Black Friday tournament at Keeler's, November 25th, 3 p.m. Come check Keeler, his. The newest member of the Stern Army. Oh, he did get nominated, finally? He, yep, he's in, and um, the league will now be monthly Thursday night strikes tournaments. Oh, that's, that's actually. The Stern Army prizes. And, that go, and New York City, Greg's doing them at Sunshine. He's yeah, doing I saw that. the Sunday ones, I think. How hard is it to become a Stern Army person? Uh, I don't know. You have to clearly know. demonstrate you're putting on a lot of events. And you have to have some Sterns. And you can't be on the Slam Till podcast because they bust Stern <laughs> too much. The so, rightfully and sometimes completely wrongly. Uh, we can bash them. Not when we're not even correct. I, Jesus, I can get on him for Batman 66, but I can't get on him for like, how could you like make more LEs? Like, it's the book, you idiot. Oh. Yeah, but the problem is when you read it, it really doesn't say we're out of I, the book. I read it again. It is like, and it is for the book section. It is all about the book. So, yeah. Yep. Fail. Nope. <laughs> no. So, uh... <laughs> so does this. And any, any Tim rants? Any any words of wisdom for Tim before he before he pays some bills? Uh, no. I mean, I'm Ow. pretty happy. I'm in the circuit final. Wanted that to announce cool. that. So where is I'm that? Unofficially in the circuit final. That's going to be at Papa the couple days before, right? Yep. The day the Wednesday before is the circuit final. It's the 40 player circuit final. Um, and I the formats you play in four player groups twice top two move on each time and then when it gets to 10 players it's the latter like it used to be but just for the top 10 so do i tell you guys who won the election because i'm way ahead of you guys <laughs> oh, okay who won the election was it darth vader yes it is it is the it is the evil em- i'm just gonna say it's the evil empire and we'll go from there i vote for yoda yeah but uh oh i want to do one other thing i want to do a new segment Oh, uh, a new segment. It's so new. I don't even know about it. Cool. You don't even know about it. All right. We're going to rate, we're going to rate porno movies. 
Nope. Oh. Porn is porn is all good. No, oh. no, no, no rating. Oh, bad, oh there's no know? rating. Oh, come on. No. no, no. There's there's good porn and bad porn. Come on. No, no, no. But I want to bring up a couple. It's going to be only the month, the week that we talk about these shows. You know, it's only going to be relevant. But I just see a couple of eBay auctions every week, and I like to say, boy, maybe some people need to see these and maybe try to jump on it. I'm going to put out two right now, and you can look at them. Uh, one is Sonic. It's Faces. 1976 pinball machine on eBay, $338 in Santa Ana. I don't know the condition of any of these games, but it, uh, the number is uh, 131-995-773-397. For 300, $338 for an EM, that's a good game. I actually like uh, Faces. I, I already have the name of the segment. What's this? It's going to call Weed Buy That. We'd buy that. I, I like that. There We'd you buy go. that. Just came off with that. So that's going to be the segment. We'd buy that. So that's that's the first one. Now, that's a Sonic. Does that have the play fields that are fiberglass? Yes. Yeah. So so they will never wear, folks. So if you want a machine that you never have to worry about wearing. The, the cabinets suck. They really oh. do. Oh, well. And then the second one, I'm trying to get to it right now. Prospect. Prospector? Yeah, Prospector. Oh, it's easy. There, that's an excellent game, folks. I it would, is. I definitely would buy that. Yes, and that one is in New Jersey, and I think it was five hundred dollars. I saw it a couple minutes ago, and then it might have been picked up because it was a buy it now. Someone bought it now. You were too late. I know. It's like the Quicksilver. It was there. Now it's gone. I think it's gone. Since uh, we'll just give you the one. Yeah, that got the second one is gone. It was 500 bucks. We told you it was a good deal, folks. You were too slow. Too slow. <laughs> too slow. But, uh, you know, the one, the, the faces, that's a fun game. I, I, I remember playing it and not liking it to the point where I think I was calling it feces. Nope. I found it. it nope. I found another one just now. And this one's also in New Jersey. Another great one. Uh, Sonic. Super straight. Another great game. 1977 EM. 500 bucks, buy it now. And the, the uh, number on that one is 162-273-884-822. 500 bucks in Montville, New Jersey. He says, uh, power's up. Went up right there. Is disconnected, but it comes with schematics and everything. The cabinets do suck in these games, but the game, are those are really fun games. They're based off Williams stuff, so. You can't go wrong with that. Five hundred dollars and three hundred thirty-eight dollars each on each side of the coast of the United States. You might be able to get yourself a nice deal. And I'm going to watch both of these now because I want to see if somebody grabs them in the next couple days. We both promise to not bid on these. Oh, I, I have no no EMs for me. But t- Tim might bid on it. But we <laughs> at the Slam Till Podcast promise we will not bid on it. Yes, I totally agree. But those are the two games I would definitely go look at. And I, as I said, I know nothing about these games, but for a cheap game, I definitely go for these two. If you're looking for a cheap game and you want to get a good EM that plays fast, those are two fast ones. All the Sonics are very fast because of that clear plastic playfield. Yep, I'd buy that. I'd buy that. So time to pay the bills, sir. Time to pay the bills. Uh, www pinballlifter.com for your pinball lifter, tilter, helper, rotisserie needs, and creature mods. 
come check us out. Say hi. Come on. I've been busy lately, and that's a good thing. And I have to thank the podcast listeners for coming out and buying some stuff. When I get home, I got to ship more stuff out. Yay. But it's a good thing. Very good thing. I gave all the location events, so we're caught up on that. Don't forget my Finger Lakes Open is this weekend. We only have like three or four spots left. We have 40 people max. How many people we get? Half the people will be qualified in the finals. Ping golf, it's a 5-3-2-1 format. You heard a couple of the scores already. Come on out. Enjoy the fun. Beautiful upstate New York. And I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Tim plug himself. Oh, my. I like that. Check out the Tim Balls Twitch stream and YouTube channel for games such as Stern Viper. And also, perhaps, some coverage of the Flippers Outer Banks tournament coming up on the 18th, 19th weekend. Very good. Tim, have you noticed an upkick, hopefully, from us? Uh, yeah, the stream's doing well in general, and I, I don't have the sources of where it's coming from, but a lot of people are following it, which well, is awesome. We'll be discussing your payment options later. Yes, okay. we, we, we always we like to plug you too. No, but we you know we definitely want to help you know you guys. You're you're out definitely. You're... Don't forget next week we have a special secret guest. Special secret guest. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to episode 18 of the Slam Tail Podcast. I'd like to thank Star Tim Trek Nemesis. Ta- yes, Nemesis. I'd like to thank Tim Sexton again for thank appearing. Mister Sexton is the man. Thank you for having me once again. You are always welcome here. And remember, I can't say stress it enough. Tim Balls on Twitch. Yes. I just like saying that. Tim Balls on Tim Twitch. Ball. Yes. Go check out his uh, his channel. Watch a variety of awesome streaming games like Roller Games and Viper and um, uh, Ghostbusters, to name a few. We can be found on uh, Facebook. Just for, search for Slam Tilt Podcast. Also on YouTube. Just search for Slam Tilt Podcast. Comments can be sent to our email at slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody. Say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, Tim. Goodbye, Tim. Goodbye.